This is Career Competitor, and it is the podcast that believes we all have a competitive self that drives our optimal performance in our careers and within our lives. My name is Steve Meller, and in the past 15 years, having been a coach to high performers, Olympians, business owners, executives across all walks of life, I have come to find that competitiveness comes from within. And I'm going to be using this podcast to really showcase how competitors from all walks of life are finding optimal performance and have built the careers that they have today. On this episode of Career Competitor, I have the fortune of welcoming in a lady I've had the pleasure of getting to know now for the better part of a year. Kendra Dahlstrom joins us. And there are a variety of truly powerful insights coming your way within the conversation. But three things that I want to really bring your attention to within our conversation. We're going to start with the importance of finding time for the small things that have the biggest of impacts. Then we're going to dive into how curiosity is a central part of finding clarity and cause for the work you do. And finally, we're going to gain an understanding for the magnitude of the work that goes into establishing commitments that serve your optimal self. So just a huge variety of highly impactful, truly transformational insights, courtesy of our guest, Kendra Dahlstrom, today. And Kendra is also here to talk about her app, Soul Star Awakening, which you can go find right now on the App Store. I definitely encourage you to do it. There's opportunities for you to experience the app completely for free. So just really encourage you, Soul Star Awakening, go check that out. And in the meantime, let's just get to the discussion because it's a great one and I don't want to hold you up any longer. So let's welcome in Kendra Dahlstrom to Career Competitor. And I hope you all enjoy. Hey, before we carry on with this episode, let me bring your attention to a link that you'll find right there in the show notes so that you can subscribe to my monthly email. It's just going to give you some awesome insights on who it is I am, what it is I've got going on, and maybe there'll be one or two food for thoughts in there that can stimulate your process, get you to get a little unstuck, get you to take a little bit more action, and maybe get you a little closer to optimal performance as you start to shape a stronger version of your optimal self. Go ahead, click that link in the show notes so you can become part of the ever-growing email list that's receiving this awesome insight each and every month, courtesy of me and courtesy of Career Competitor. Now, back to the episode. Okay, our career competitor today is an executive and spiritual coach, bringing 20 years of experience as a leadership development consultant and coach for Fortune 50 high technology companies. At the heart of her work, our guest transforms senior leaders from the inside out, facilitating growth in their communications, relationships, influence, and impact. Most recently, our guest has become the founder of a health and wellness app called Soul Star Awakening. The app offers purpose-driven professionals on-demand access to healing treatments and manifestation meditations so they can experience more harmony, joy, love, and God-inspired flow 
in their lives. Having achieved certifications across a number of healing modalities, our guest has a keen understanding of human behavior and provides trustworthy, direct, and empathetic environments for clients to evolve as leaders while ensuring they see long-lasting behavioral change. I am so excited to be introducing the magnificent Kendra Dahlstrom. Kendra, how are we doing? I'm doing wonderful. It's great to be here with you, Steve. Yes, I'm so thankful that we've been able to create this opportunity for you to join the show. You're someone that I've gotten had the pleasure to get to know over the course of most of 2023. Uh, and we, I think we got introduced right at this time last year uh, through... Uh, through a coaching course that we were both on. And I gravitated towards your story. I felt a really strong connection just in our spirits and how we go about the work that we do respectively in two very different worlds. But at the same time, you have stories, you have insights and things that I know competitors can really gravitate towards. And anyone with that kind of background is always going to be welcome on this podcast. So I've given you a nice intro there in terms of giving people a feel of who it is you are, but I would love for you just to bring us up to date with your typical day right now. Just tell everybody living the life of Kendra and, uh, you know, it's, we're talking October 12th. What, what is a typical life? What is a typical day for, for you at the, at the moment? Such an interesting question. I've really consciously worked to create my days to be more in alignment with who I want to be as a person and what will promote me becoming and being my optimal self, which I know is what, what your audience, uh, you know, hears you speak about a lot, Steve. And I will tell you, it's changed so much in the last year to two years, a typical day to day starts at 6am. And before I even open my eyes, I have a gratitude practice that it took me a long time to develop because you wake up and you get up and you know jump out of bed and you're like, Oh, I forgot to do it. And you get back in bed. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I, it's a gratitude practice that only lasts about a minute or two. And I do it as I lay in bed before I even open my eyes, because I think it's so important. Even if I wake up tired, achy, grumpy to just express and recognize what I am grateful for. Even if it's something as simple as the air I breathe and I have another morning to be with my kids. And so I do that. I wake up, I get ready. Um, my husband and I help get the, the kids ready for school. And that's an endeavor in and of itself. And we, we get the children ready for school. I'm fortunate now that we have moved here to the Southeast. My husband is able to take them to and from school that primarily that was something I did prior because of just our work locations. So when he leaves to take them to school, I go for an, about an hour walk with my dogs and I listen to hypnosis and meditation. So I practice mindfulness on the top, on the walks. And that's really where I sort of set the tone for the day on, okay, here's another day, God, what's in it for me? Mm-hmm. You know, what's here for me. And it, it just puts me into a, a good deep listening space. And I feel like it catalyzes the flow for the rest of the day. And then I get back. So I probably start my work, quote unquote, day around, you know, 9.30, 10. Sure. Uh, and I will say that, you know, this is something that I tried to implement after reading before our work day years ago, yep. right? And yep. I thought, no, this is impossible. I mean, I'm everyone's <laughs> going to think I'm lazy or I'm not, because I had always been such a high achiever, which was why I was mm-hmm. in a competitor, <laughs> high mm-hmm. achiever, uh, that I thought this was impossible, but it's amazing when you give yourself the space and time for mindfulness, meditation, and insight 
how how much goodness comes from that and you just get a level of clarity that I've never experienced before and I'm able to get eight hours 10 hours of work done in three to four hours because not only am I really clear on what the most important levers are to work towards and what to focus on so it's like a domino effect right everything else kind of falls in place Mm -hmm. but you're just more productive you're just you're you're in flow you're you're tuned in so I work for about four or five hours on average, sometimes less, sometimes a little more. And then the kids come home from school around three and I wrap things up and we help do homework. (laughs) Typical kind of parent life, right? We help do homework and then um, we make dinner, we eat dinner together. And then we, um, well, sometimes we know we watch some kind of show. It's either, you know, football or lately my kids have been really getting into watching reruns of Murder, She Wrote and Matlock. So wow. that's been kind of a wow. dial back to the eighties. It's been kind of fun for Seriously. us. Seriously. I love that. <laughs> well, it, it's funny. The, I asked that question probably like one in every 10 or 12 episodes. I just like to start with that. What to someone listening may say, oh, that's a pretty vague question, Steve. But the, the reason I ask it from time to time is that I'll have guests on that really are a walking, talking, living, breathing example for what it is they're doing for other people. And that is what you are. Like I knew that coming into this and I'm I'm glad that I've already given you the space to share that very insight is that here you are opening your eyes at the beginning of the day and trying to get into that habit, that routine, finding true gratitude for where you find yourself in that moment, what's going on around your world. And as we always do on the show, trying to bring that back to Something as simple as that, and I say simple, trust me, I say simple in terms of the actual doing of it, not the actual finding time and making it happen, uh, Mm -hmm. the doing of it. But there's a competitive advantage that you're already starting to shed some light on here to making time for these little Mm. short exercises. So I'd love for you to speak to us on that here is that as you've gone through all this experience that you've had both in life and professionally, the what is the benefit what is the competitive advantage to finding these little 60 second two minute three minute moments within your day to do something that on the surface seems so simple and yet as humans we simply don't find time for these little moments so what what have you seen to be the competitive advantage for you over the years or maybe even just recently to making time for these very short but clearly very impactful exercises So I will refer back really quickly to a model that I learned years ago that was profound for me. And it's called, it's Colin um, Wilson's ladder of selves. And so it's this whole theory that there's a ladder and at the top of the ladder is all the beautiful things. It's the highest of energy and emotion. It's love, it's joy, right? At the bottom is the death. And right above that's anger, worry, you know, very negative, we'd almost call them energy sucking, right? Emotions. And what I learned and what that has to do with your question is that everything depends on where we're coming from in the ladder. So if I'm going to the gym to work out and I'm doing it because I am afraid of getting fat, Mm -hmm. I'm afraid of letting somebody down because I have an accountability partner, even though I believe in accountability, the, the motivation behind it's fear. It's, if we're coming from fear or anger based or these lower vibrations, our whole experience at the gym and our outcome will be impacted. 
But if you come from higher up on the ladder, from a place of love or joy, I still go to the gym because I love my body and I love myself and I love my husband and kids too much to get unhealthy. Mm. My experience at the gym is completely different. And so is the outcome. And so that's what I say. These moments, it's a way to give yourself the gift of being in pure joy and love and peace and doing it from a place of love versus I have to will make the difference. And I think that's Mm. one thing that the mindfulness industry has gotten a little bit wrong. Some of it's been a little force fit on like, oh, you have to do this. And no, you don't even want to shift that energy to somewhere higher up on the ladder and find something that the person connects to, a reason mm-hmm. to love to do it. Yep. Yep. I was literally in front of about 120, 130 business professionals last week talking through, like asking around the room, hey, where am I have to people? the people that have to go to the gym, that have to get this project done, that have to go get the kids. Where, where are you? And a few hands reluctantly started to go up. And I, and I just said, well, when was the last time you got to do something? Huh? Like, when was the last time you truly got to do something? And, and, and just that simple reframe, the power that comes from that, it's not as simple as just removing the word and putting in, the ne- and putting in that word in its place. It's to your point, doing the work in the mind prior to that to where you can confidently declare yes i get to go to the gym to remain healthy and to show up as a healthy energetic vibrant version of myself for my family each and every day and i'm going to make a note here too around eight and a half minutes into this conversation for my wife to give it a listen because yes sweetheart that is that is why your husband sorry goes (laughs) to the gym as much as he does that is why i do it uh Mm -hmm. but the the fact of the matter is there's so much power in that and i love that you're also taking us to this it is somewhat it's a tricky situation to talk about sometimes within the mindfulness industry but there is sometimes this almost force-fed approach to how we should think how we should approach what i love about the way you're already presenting this is that you're encouraging people just to simply set the table, you know, just to say, hey, listen, I'm setting the table for the day. I'm setting the table for why I do what I do today. And then as you said there on that walk, you kind of give it over to God a little bit at that point. You know, you say, hey, Mm -hmm. I've I've set the table. God, you take it from here. (laughs) You know, you show me where I'm, I mean, am I getting that wrong? But it sounds like I'm hearing that from you. Absolutely. I mean, this was all sort of a God-inspired, you know, moment of how this app even came to be. And so I've Mm. just followed my my lead on that. You're absolutely right. And I think that, you know, I am setting the table. And I think if you can just do 30 seconds or a minute, but you, you need to want to do it. I don't want you to feel like you have to do it. But if you can just be curious enough, which is kind of the middle of the ladder, like just be in the middle of it, <laughs> then I think you'll be really surprised at how much better you feel after 60 seconds of, of true you know, I believe in quality over quantity. So yes, I believe there's benefits and there's tons of studies to prove that there's benefits for meditating for 20, 30 hours. Um, (laughs) But but at the same time, I believe if if you're going to meditate for 20 minutes and be worried that you can't sit there and stay focused for the first 10 and be like negative talking to yourself or why, oh, I can't do this. Why do I even bother for the first 10 minutes? I'd rather have you do three and as a competitor, be fierce and go all in and do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's sort of my theory and how I approach it in the app as I guide people through it, as well as, you know, just giving them other reasons to do it, whether it be more connection with God, connection with purpose. I believe that it opens the doors to all those the answers. Yeah. And 
we're going to definitely get into more detail with the app here in a little bit, but there's there's something here that I I feel myself wanting to go a little further into is this this notion of getting in our own way when it comes to making time for these sort of things because you've labeled it already. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a wife, you're a mom, you're a you're a businesswoman, you're all these different things, and history shows that we use those very titles and those very responsibilities to prevent us from investing these one minute, two minute, five minute, whatever moments within our day to make it an essential part of our practice. I'm curious, mm-hmm. when you work with the people you work with, how do you get them to start prioritizing this, knowing that in order to do so, they're probably going to need to pull back in other areas to make this a priority? How does that initial conversation at least start? Mm-hmm. Well, we talk about competing intentions, right? Because oftentimes they want the peace, they want the joy, they want the tranquility. Who doesn't? But they have a competing intention that they think is just as important that's actually stealing their peace, stealing their joy, stealing their tranquility. So we talk about that. Oftentimes I'll also relate it to something else in their life because I think people make this into a bigger deal than it is. And it's it's interesting because yes, the results are profound. So it kind of is a big deal, but it's not as hard as we make it out to be. So for that, like an example was I was talking with someone the other day and I said, what's something that you used to not have in your life like that's very simple, like food wise or otherwise, but now you can't live without. She said, Oh, cream in my coffee. I said, well, this is cream in your coffee. Once you start doing it, it'll just become part of your day and what you do. And you will take the extra minute or 30 seconds to dig through the fridge to get the cream and put it in your coffee because it's worth it to you. Yeah. But you'll never live, be able to live without it. And if you have to, you'll be okay, but you're going to go back to, you're going to go back to your routine of using cream in your coffee. And she said, oh yeah, but I never used to have it. And so she said, well, now that you put it that way, okay, now I have to try it. So it's like, I kind of make it fun and and less intimidating because I think people feel, I've had people tell me like, I can't do yoga. I'm a bad person, quote unquote, because I can't sit still that long. And so I do think that there is a stigma around the mindfulness and, you know, industry in general, that those that practice it like myself are all enlightened and this and that. It's like, no, like we're just as messed up as everyone else. We're just trying to figure it out. And we found something that seems to work for us, you know, and there's some science, a lot of science to support the benefits of it, but that doesn't mean we're perfect by any means or don't have problems. I think it's just a, a true way to be able to access our optimal self because I believe that, you know, as we go towards competing, we have our triggers are going to, you know, come out, our insecurities, whether you're competing to be the best version of yourself, whether you're competing for a new job, whether you're competing for a promotion, whether you're competing to be in some sort of athletic event, it's always going to trigger insecurities, doubt, and Sometimes, a lot of times, those are stemmed from old wounds, past trauma. And so how can you make room to create and inside yourself to in space inside yourself to create this new version of yourself if you're full of the old version of yourself? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I, what we do is we go through the whole process of med- meditation and mindfulness to release the old parts that no longer serve us. So we actually have room to make space for the new person that's ready to emerge. Yeah, because we've only got room for one of us, right? You know, we can't have yeah. we, can't, we, we can't have both the old and the new existing at the same time. Um, you know, you got to let go of some of that old to make place for some of that new. And I think, gosh, there's so many, there's so many different ways my mind wants wants us to go with the conversation at this point. But the, one of the initial things that you said there was this room, this 
stealing of joy and tranquility. And the way I sort of heard that was this removal of. It's there. It's there naturally. We have joy inside of us. We only need to look at, you know, you're a parent, I'm a parent. We need to look at our children. They embody, at a certain age especially, they embody joy. You know, they embody this sort of tranquil state. They find happiness in just about anything. And then life starts to become life. And slowly you see that be removed as things become more and more serious. And as adults, we prioritize the serious sometimes over the joy. And and I hear this in what you're saying is this notion of we have the ability to be filled with joy, to be enlightened by joy, to have tranquility about the way in which we go about what we do each and every day. But if we don't make time to either build it or at least just simply maintain what we currently have inside of us, the world around us or the mind that we embody, it's going to slowly pull it away. It's going to seep it, seep it out somehow one way or another. And I'm just, as I start to speak through this, I'm just curious, like when you see that in people, when they come and they meet you in that shared space for the first time and you start to get to the heart of this very issue, I mean, where do, where does the work begin there? You know what I'm saying? Like, where, where, where do you start? Because it is clearly something that's been holding them back. How do we get them now into a place where we say, listen, all of this joy, all of this tranquility, it can still be there and maybe it even is there, but it's time that we sit down and start looking at why it isn't there. So I usually walk people through a process. So it's pretty typical in a lot of the coaching circles, right? But the first Mm. is, is acknowledging like, yes, I don't like the way my life is right now, or I'm feeling this way. I'm still bothered by this event that happened in the past you know, just acknowledging like, or I don't, or it can even be, I don't know what's going on, but I just don't feel great. Right. Just acknowledging where you're at and then accepting that that is your reality without judgment. So that's a big Mm -hmm. bucket in and of itself is, you know, removing the judgment and accepting that that is your reality. And then also then moving into more of a trust surrender place where do I trust and believe that I'm not this person that I was, you know, as I was brought into this world, world as this soul and this child, was I fearfully and wonderfully made? Am I of this one? Am I am I imperfectly perfect? And and like you said, when you look at kids and right, and they're just not jaded yet, and they have they don't have any of these you know quirks that we have. So I get them to that place where it's like, oh, okay, I I do can I can have this much faith, even if it's just this much, and and trust. And that there is this higher power and that I was made to be this wonderful human being and I've just been beaten down and, and I can believe in that. And then, and then it becomes about, well, how do I shed all of this stuff so that I can get back to the truth of who I am? And so then we get to that whole process and that's where the releasing process occurs um, that's where the med, you know, it, and it can, and it doesn't have to be my app, it, um, but I've, you know, we do it through meditation, hypnosis, coaching, mindfulness, um, but it also can be done through religion. It can be done through therapy. I mean, a variety of other ways. And, and then the last piece of that is forgiveness of self mm. and others. And then after we move to that, then that's when they really are able to commit to making a chi- commit to, you know, achieving their optimal self. Like what does that look Mm -hmm. like for them? And and they're committed to doing what it takes for that. And then obviously next is they have to take action, right? So they have to dedicate time. Maybe that's journaling to really keep track of their progress because they'll be surprised over time what that looks like. And then only after all of that's done, 
do I really find that they're awakened? And it usually takes, you know, 90 day minimum, but that's when you really notice a lifestyle change. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a long process. Hopefully that's what you were looking for, but that's usually how it works. Well, I I love it because it's important to hear that. It's so important for people to hear that. It's just like, this isn't a, because we can naturally start to talk about the app here now in a moment, because I think a lot of the time when we position products like this, sometimes people can mistake it as like, here is the immediate solution (laughs) to all the stuff that's going on in your world. And and again, to go back to the this the industry as a whole, there's a few people out there trying to sell that sort of thing. They're really trying to encourage people like, yes, if you get my app, yes, if you buy my product, whatever it is, yes, if you sign up for this workshop or this experience, it will be all solved forever and ever, amen. And it's like, not so mm. much, not me. That's not how life works. And for you there yeah. just to say 90 days, a quarter of your year, you're going to knuckle down to get to a point where hopefully you have found no guarantees hopefully you are in alignment at that point and we can start to really focus in now on some maybe daily routines some daily habits some processes that really do serve your optimal self and this version of you that you're capable and and willing and and courageous enough to start going after and pursue mm-hmm. 90 days without a guarantee like and, and that is the reality of personal development of self-actualization you know it doesn't come with a one-size-fits-all or quick fix and so that i'm so glad that you explained it that way because that thoroughness that intensity to the work that goes into finding yourself at that point in life because to be abundantly clear having gotten to know you in the last year i know the work that you've done to be able to just speak the day that you spoke at the beginning of, of our discussion here to be able to say mm-hmm. like, this is what I'm able to do now. This is how I'm able to go about your day, but still have that ability, that vulnerability here with our listeners and say, but I still haven't got it figured out. Still haven't got it figured out. I still got my things. I've still got my quirks. I still got my areas that I can work on and develop and yoga doesn't solve everything. Meditation doesn't solve everything, but Hey, yeah. boy, oh boy, does it serve my optimal self, right? Absolutely. And I think the distinction you pointed out that I feel super important and I've noticed it as well is that some, you know, coaches, products, whatever, not that they're doing anything wrong, but it's just not the way I roll. Mm -hmm. They, they make the product, the hero Hmm. or the coaching, the hero. And I want to make my subscribers, my, my clients, the hero, because I truly believe that we each are in and of ourselves and, and we can heal ourselves in a a lot of capacities. We just need to give ourselves the space and time and get away from distractions that keep us from doing that work. Like watching TV, you know, great invention, great way to pass time when you're not feeling well. Is it the best thing to be doing when you have some deep inner work to be doing? No, it's a distraction. So, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that you have to go in a room and think about your deep inner work for 10 hours a day, but you know, my, my point is that there's a lot of distractions out there. And I believe each of us are in our own right, our own heroes, and that we are the star. And this app is a tool to help you shine. Whereas other people approach it as like, I've got the silver bullet, I've got the answer. And, and that is what is the star. Well, I love that you 
soften the blow by saying uh, that's not how you roll, but I'm more than comfortable just sitting here and being like, others do have it wrong. <laughs> others do have it wrong. <laughs> I'm more than comfortable representing that message on behalf of maybe us both, but at least on behalf of this podcast. But I appreciate all of that. And this gives us an awesome segue now just into the app. And I'm so excited about it. And instead of me trying to give even an ounce more information on it, why not let the person that knows it best do exactly that. So tell us a little bit about what people can expect from from this app. Well, really, it's just on three different levels. So the first is for people who just want to tip their toe in the water and kind of get familiar with the app. Um, It's free. So you get, you know, there's a 21 day challenge in there. And then I upload content monthly uh, free. So you can be on it and for perpetuity for for free. I made that decision versus like having a seven or 14 day hard stop. And you have to subscribe because again, my goal is to heal a million people. (laughs) It's a big goal, Mm. but I say it with full conviction and confidence and no worries at all that it will happen. So my goal is to heal a million. I feel like we are in a time, you know, of a spiritual awakening. I believe that really strongly. I believe that we are having to, tune more into ourselves and in our own truth more than ever before. And even if we look at what's out in the world today and everything going on and what we're hearing, you know, whether it be on the news or otherwise, we have social media and all these technologies that can create videos that don't even exist. I mean, there's just so many things out there that can blur the truth. I feel like it's more important than than ever for us to reconnect with our truth so that we can stand strong and we can be our optimal selves and be really clear on what serves us and what's, what doesn't serve us, uh, which helps us with decision-making and, and all those things. So that's really the premise of the app is a, a way for you to experience mild hypnosis. You're not, you know, I always joke and say that you're not going to start barking like a dog or clucking like a chicken. <laughs> it is really just deep, deep relaxation that, that it comes to you through the method of beta and theta waves and delta waves it, it calms the brain. It, what it does is it, my goal is to help reduce the size of your amygdala so that it's small, it's getting smaller so that your fight or flight response isn't as activated. Studies show that, that people who are highly stressed, especially um, those who have been diagnosed with PTSD, OCD, um, or have any kind of ADD, ADHD, or on the spectrum have enlarged amygdalas. I think a lot of us have enlarged amygdalas these days, especially post-pandemic, because we just have been put into this complete cortisol release stress mode. And so my goal is to reduce the size of the amygdala, get you spending more time in your middle brain, prefrontal cortex, where creativity, where true innovation, and where true peace, love, and joy live. And if we can live more of our lives there, not saying we're, I'm, you know, I, I would never say that you're never going to feel fight or flight anymore because we're humans. But sure. if we can spend more of our lives there, and if we can start working through some of these life changing events that may still be creating blocks for us, whether spiritually, f- physically, or otherwise, then to our point earlier, you actually have more room for your optimal self to bloom. It's kind of like, um, it's kind of like having a hula hoop around you. And, and every time somebody hurts you, imagine them stepping in the hula hoop, you run out of room and then you're going to go compete in some, you know, football game or swimming competition, or you're going to go, you know, run a marathon, or you're going to go try to get this promotion that requires a lot of rigor. 
you don't have the energy and you're lugging around all these other people and their energy too. Mm-hmm. So the process um, helps you get, go through all of that. And, and, and it's really about releasing it. The first subscription level is really for people who want to go a little deeper beyond just the introductory level. They want to participate in weekly calls, Q and A's, they get sessions with me. And then the third group is for people who are really wanting to make a lifestyle change. And that group is, uh, you you can join it, but then I do an interview. And if I don't think you're ready to like jump that far, then sure. I will, you know, I'm not going to take your money. I'm going to put you in a, the other group because yeah. I really believe that you need to be ready. Otherwise it's not, we're, it's not going to sit well with anybody. And I want this to be a good experience for everybody. And I, and I know as a hyper achiever that mm-hmm. many times I would have said, Oh, I want the lifestyle. I just want to get there, you know? Yeah. And I didn't want to go through the 90 day, 60 day for me. I think it was like a five year process. So right. <laughs> um, I didn't want to go through all that. So yeah. I don't want, I want it available to people, but I also see that growing over time. Mm. Gosh, I love it. And going back to one of my initial questions as well, when we talk about competitive advantages of something like this, it's the the fact that you're positioning it in a way where it's like, hey, you can dip your toe in the water. And if you like what you see, if you like what you experience, and you start looking at, hey, what what is it I actually want to achieve? What is it I what level is it I want to get to within my career, within my sport, within my life for that matter? What what does that standard look like that I'm pursuing? then you can start to consider some of these subscri- subscription components that come with it and say, hey, now's the time for me to make that initial investment in working towards my optimal self. And what I love about having folks like yourself on, I've had probably at least 10, if not a few more coaches on the show this year. And when people see that I have a coach on, they're like, dude, what are you doing? It's your it's your competition. What are you doing? What, what, what are you? It's just like, no, 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 no. That's, that's not how this works. No. We all we all approach coaching differently. And the beauty of what you do, Kendra, is that you are creating spaces for people to discover things about themselves that they need to truly have a, a courage before stepping into that space. They need to be sure that they're stepping into that space. A lot of the work that I do is very performance related. And it's like, hey, metric, metric, metric. What is that metric? What are we going for? And a lot of the time people can get quite a way through that work by detaching themselves until they realize that, oh, we do actually need to discuss you a little bit to <laughs> get over the over the top. But in your world, you're literally saying, listen, dip your toe in all you want, but the moment you're ready, you need to be ready. You need to be ready because this is a commitment of your fullest self because we're not messing around. We really are taking this seriously, seriously Sorry, from the get-go. Yeah, absolutely. And I, one of the questions I ask people when I first meet with them as they join is, you know, what's your deepest, darkest fear, you know, mm-hmm. as a result of joining this, like, what's the worst thing that could happen? And you, and they often will share like basically what's the blocker, right? What, you know, why they haven't done this in the past or what, what they're afraid of. And so I, I, I've lived so much of my life kind of beating around the bush and pushing things under the rug that, you know, when I got into coaching, um, I decided that I was going to go straight for the jugular and, and <laughs> just approach it that way. Um, right. And for me that I think that's just my purpose here is just to help people, you know, create a loving non-judgmental place where people can really see 
who they are, how they're being, and, and who they were created to be and, and make a commitment with themselves to, to begin progression towards who they were created to be. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And um thankful to be able to at least give you this space to showcase it and, and, and discuss it in further detail. I think it's so important. But one question I definitely, and usually I ask this question a different way, but because you've use this analogy within the conversation i'm going to go mm -hmm. go with uh with this approach is what do you use for your or what is that cream in your coffee what is that cream in your coffee each and every day that is getting you out of bed that's getting you excited that's ensuring that hey this day is going to count this day is going to matter however you want to phrase it what's that cream in your coffee each and every day that is keeping you moving in the direction towards this some of these incredible goals you clearly have I love that you use that. So for me, it's my um, mindfulness meditative walks that I take with mm. my dogs. And where I live, there's a lot of wildlife. So every day I'll see, you know, whether it's rabbits or deer or whatever. And I'm very in tune with the with nature. So for me, those are just magical. Um, it, and it and you know, you may think I'm selfish that it's not my husband, kids, but for me, it's about my time with God. Um, and that always comes first and that lays and it empowers me to be the best mom and wife I can be. And so I have mm -hmm. to, I have to get that time in. And when I don't, um, I feel it in my body and my mind. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can't hear that message enough really. And I've been, it's funny how it works out with the show sometimes is I'll sometimes go like eight, nine, 10 episodes in a row and I'm like, where are the ladies at? I've not had any ladies on the show for far too long. I just, I, I, no fault of my own. I don't mean it just happens that way. And then I just get hit by this tidal weight of, of female energy, women, women empowerment, <laughs> however you want to put it. And I love it. You know, I'm a father, father to a daughter. I'm raised with a, an older sister. Um, and uh, my wife would probably beat me over the head if, uh, if, if I was any different when it came to the way in which I empower and, and give women their opportunities in life and support them obviously and, and so for me we've had about four episodes here over the course of about six where we've had this consistent energy on the show of why a female has to prioritize taking care of herself like just just really being intentional about that and saying like this don't allow the titles to always put be put in front of you like just allow you the human to be the priority at some point in your day each and every day and i know it's so hard not to and here i am as a man getting on my soapbox saying something like this but i i get that message from you in abundance i've been so blessed to have so many women in my life to make that abundantly clear as well and i love having folks like yourself coming on the podcast and just using this platform to consistently remind and address everybody like hey it's important. Like it's so important that that women out there are able to do this and prioritize themselves above all the other stuff that's that they're obviously responsible for throughout their day. It's job zero, right? And <laughs> and I, what I love about yeah. it is it's actually I've had my kids now that they're getting older say to me, you know, like, "Oh, mom, you're gonna go for your walk and get your time." So, so I'm setting an example for them too, so that they. Yep. You know, when they become fathers later in life, they or boyfriends or whatever it is, right? They they understand. Yep. 
Yeah, and my wife wonders why my three-year-old boy opens doors for people. I'm like, he he had to learn it from somewhere. Come on now, come on now. Like he he learned it from somewhere. But hey, here we are, and I I really just appreciate your time, your insights here today, Kendra. There's so much power in the work that you're doing. Even in just the 40 minutes that we've spent together, there's there's some really great insight and uh, and just lessons here for people that can help them with that competitive advantage in life and in pursuit of their optimal self and do it in a way that I believe in a lot of cases can help them do it more authentically towards themselves, which is such a vital part of this process. But you told us about the app. We've learned so much about you. But if anyone wants to reach out to you and get a hold of you or learn out, learn anything more about you, where do we need to go for that? They can find me at KendraDahlstrom.com. You could also reach me at Kendra at KendraDahlstrom.com. And do you want me to spell that or are you going to put it in the- You're good. I'm going to put it in the show notes. Okay, awesome, awesome. And yeah. then the app is downloadable off my website as well as Apple Store or Google Play. It's called Soul Star Awakening. And mm-hmm. um, I appreciate it. It's been so great to connect with you. And I'm just, I'm so inspired by what you're doing in the world as well. I appreciate that. Well, thank you for the time, Kendra. You're always, always welcome on Career Competitor. And, and thanks again. You're welcome. Thank you. Good stuff. All right. That's it. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Career Competitor. And before you leave, be sure to take advantage of your free one-time discovery call with me to see how I can be of service to you as a coach or potentially even your team. Depending on what it is you're looking for at this point within your career, I want to be able to serve you with 30 minutes of my time to see how I can be of use to you and help you on your path of continued growth towards your optimal self in order to find optimal performance. Be sure to reach out to me, steve at careercompetitor.com or just head to the website careercompetitor.com. I look forward to connecting with you soon and bye for now. Bye for now.